0: Another episode of Outside Comics Volume 2 Podcast is in your life today. And here we are with the news that the lockdown has been extended to June 13th in New York State. What the flying fuck. I mean, granted, other regions within New York has now been uplifted. And everybody can have cool and hot dogs and ice cream and butterflies. And what the fuck am I saying? I'm just so... Oh, man. But we're close. That's all I can say. If there's any positive thing about this, we are close to reopening at least certain aspects. And I can get close to being with my friends again, being with my girlfriend, being with my mom, being with everybody that I know. It's just getting there. It really is. It's just getting there. But we'll see what happens. Now I'm in my studio. It's hot as monkeys testicles in here. God damn. Like... I'm seriously considering putting a fan in here, but I know it's just going to interfere with the sound of the microphone. So, I have to keep this room as quiet as possible, especially with the new styrofoam coming in that I ordered in a package. So, we're going to see what happens, but I'm going to have to embrace the suck. I really do. That's neither here nor there, though. This episode of the podcast, we are doing a Looking Back episode on X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yep. I said last time that I would do a Looking Back episode, maybe once a week if that. And what better way to do it on one of the worst movies that I've ever seen last year? X-Men Dark Phoenix, the supposed last movie of the X-Men franchise before getting picked up by Disney. And oh boy, do I have a lot to say about that. God damn, do I have a lot to say about that. So, you wanted to hear me rant? That's why you clicked on. Here it is, and that's what it's going to be. All that plus our supervillain quote of the week. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get our shout outs out of the way, shall we? The shout out goes to all of the CW shows that have been delayed to 2021. Now, even though that's not really much of a shout out, if you are a huge DC Comics fan, if you're a huge CW fan, if you love Arrow, Supergirl, Flash, Black Lightning, DC Legends of Tomorrow, and Batwoman, I'm sorry to say that all the shows have been delayed, What the fact remains that a lot of their production is basically on hold for more seasons to come, and quite frankly, it's probably best this way because we're already getting tons of comic book and superhero content, especially towards the ending of this year, so... For me personally, it's never really good to overstack the deck, especially when it comes to the content that you like. Or this might be bad news for you and you're not the type of person to actually enjoy Marvel, but you enjoy way more DC Comics than ever. Which I can understand. There's definitely a huge market for it. I can definitely understand the frustration, especially if you've been a big fan of it for a very, very long time. Now me personally, I am so behind in the shows, it's ridiculous. I feel like I have to spend at least a week to cover one season of a show, watch them in chronological order to see when they came out at the time of their production and basically restart from scratch because I still have not watched The Flash yet. I know, I know, you know, oh, you're a comic book guy and you haven't watched The Flash or anything else. I get it. It's just there was just so much other stuff going on and there's just so much content out there and I have to really be in the mood to actually discuss it. I really do. But... It's going to be coming soon. I'll probably do a review on each one just for shits and giggles, and we'll see what happens. But mark your calendars down for now. Everything has been delayed to 2021. You got a new Superman and Lois type TV show. I believe the Black Canary spinoff is still going or will be going sometime in 2021 as well. I definitely enjoy DC Legends of Tomorrow, especially with the ending of Season 3 with the gigantic stuffed animal. I love you. Yeah, Bebo. (laughs) Oh, man, that's probably one of my favorite episodes of all time in that show. I can definitely say there are. But in any case, mark your calendars down. It's going to be another thing to look forward to. Now, for the moment you've been waiting for, the X-Men Dark Phoenix Rant Review is going to start in a bit. So X-Men Dark Phoenix happened in 2019 now how exactly do I want to start this renting review when I found out that this was the last of Fox's X-Men movies before being bought out by Disney I have to admit I was pumped I was excited I was exhilarated I remember the first time I saw X-Men from the year 2000 oh boy those were great memories in Dominican Republic Watching it with my stepdad at the time. It was the 90s X Men, the animated series in live action. Fast forward 19 years later, X Men has become a monument for so many fans. Some great ones, others not so much, if I'm being rudely honest. You see, I have a strong opinion that if a long franchise, a great series of movies that is connected with the linear narrative structure, that it would end in the grandest way possible. The grandest way ever. A great example to that is Avengers Endgame. 11 years in making that movie and it was the perfect ending to our beloved heroes. You need more proof? How about the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Marvel's Netflix Daredevil. The Harry Potter films. Toy Story. I can go on and on about this but you kind of get my point here. Every time you have a franchise or every time you have a series of movies with a linear structure, it has to end in the greatest way possible. Something epic, something cinematic, something that will guide you to a climax of victory. Now, the flip side of that coin, you're going to get the movies that are good for a significant amount of time and end like a hot steaming pile of Fucking dark shit. That's exactly what Dark Phoenix is. Now, to sum up everything in a nutshell, Sansa Stark, and yes, I'm calling her Sansa Stark, not Jean Grey, because that's an insult to Famke Jensen, sorry if I'm mispronouncing her name, who played the original, gets her powers by some kind of black force in space. I don't know, some kind of blob or whatever the fuck it was. And is on and off and being a bad guy. And now the X-Men have to team up and try to save her. Meanwhile, Jessica Chastain, why the fuck she's in this movie, I honestly don't know. And her alien pals have to go and get this power back. And she's guiding her, but at the same time, she wants her on her side. And then she wants to kill her at the end of the day. It's It, it, it was just confusing to say the least. And in a big fight, Sansa goes away, supposedly dies, yada yada motherfucking yada. Okay, look, this movie could have been so much better than what it was. And I'm going to list a lot of the things that really motherfucking bothered me. As you know, I'm the type of guy that focuses on details. And it was pretty clear that ever since X-Men Days of Future Past, the timeline has been beyond fucked up. The fact that none of the characters aged in 30 years? How about the time setting that's in 1992 and according to the actual timeline in 8 years time, a character like James McAvoy is going to look like Patrick Stewart? How the fuck can you do that? Or how about Sansa Stark getting her powers from an entity in outer space, completely disregarding her inner strength unleashed against Apocalypse literally in the previous film? Oh, if that's not enough for you, how about a Quicksilver moment that should have been like the past couple of movies? Nope. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. Nope, not even that. Or what about Jennifer Lawrence making a feminist remark that's in your face? You know, it shouldn't be X-Men, it should be X-Women. And I'm just like, "Mm -hmm. Oh, I just want to choke the life out of you right now, I really do. It's so sad for me to say that X- Men: The Last Stand was a much more of a better film than this since it told a cohesive story. And the story was pretty simple. A cure is developed, bad guys want to kill the cure while the good guys are trying to help and save it. While simultaneously fighting Magneto and his minions. The downside? The Dark Phoenix is in it. And she's pretty much an afterthought. Literally, if you rewatch this movie, after she kills Cyclops and Professor X, she doesn't do anything after that. She doesn't do shit. She's literally in the background throughout the entire time. She's like one of those main bosses that you're trying to get through so many characters in a video game. And then she's the last boss. And then all of a sudden, you just stab her and then that's it. Nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Now, let's get back to this movie. What they should have done in this movie is make Sansa Stark a full-on bad guy and have the X-Men become morally conflicted with taking her down because, to them, she is a member of a family. And you see, that in and of itself is the conclusion that leads to the biggest, biggest problem of them all. You see, the X-Men are a group of misfits, outcasts, outsiders They were either rejected or alienated by society because of who they are or, in direct cases, because of what they could do. They exist to show that a different group of people can stay together and face whatever outcome that gets in their way. For The Last Stand and Dark Phoenix, it fails to show that Jean Grey is a member of family to them. Aside from Wolverine and Cyclops who are in love with her, it never really shows the emotional toll that the X-Men has towards her whenever she goes batshit crazy and goes off on a killing spree. The only closest character to try to get close and make her feel that she's something more, that she's important, that she's viable, that she's a member of a team, that she's actually quote-unquote family, is probably Professor X. And... The problem is, it shouldn't just include him, but it should include everybody else as well. Everybody else was either mad at her for what she did, or they rarely show any emotion towards her whatsoever. With the exception of Professor X and maybe Cyclops. Oh, and by the way, Magneto coming back again from living a peaceful lifestyle just to come back and try to help the messes that the X-Men created. Which has been redundant many, many times in the previous films. Do you see what I mean? It's like they're taking the same concepts from previous movies and plugging them into this. And I believe it was pretty clear that they really wanted to make this into a two or three-parter before getting owned by Disney. And overall, this film just felt lazy. And it pisses me off that you can have a comic book franchise with a loyal, loyal fan following that's been into this for way over a decade, close to two decades to be exact, only to butcher it just like this. It's frustrating. It really is. You can tell everyone in the roles and everyone in the cast, everyone just had it with the X-Men movies right before going into Disney. And to end this here, I'd be surprised with what Disney is going to do to try and resurrect the X-Men in their own way. I just hope they do Jean Grey and everyone else right, and that they represent the fundamental core of the entire group. And in this case, it's family. You can do that with almost any other character. You can do that with almost any other group, with the Avengers, with Guardians, with Doom Patrol, with the DC movies, with anybody else. But X-Men, in a particular way, represents the strongest of that for the simple reason that in one way or another, they were brought together for a reason. They were brought together because they were scared, they ran away, they had nowhere to go, and by them relating to each other, that's what it truly means to be a family. To watch each other's backs, to protect each other no matter what. And do what they can to face any obstacle that comes in their way. And I'm very curious to see what the MCU is going to do with them next. We'll see what happens. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast. Once again, if you like what you heard, you can continue to share, continue to follow, continue to subscribe, continue to tell your family members, continue to tell your friends. Let me know what I need to work on. If you think that I can do something better, or if you have any critiques or reviews about the things that I say, or if you want to have a discussion, it's okay. You can hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter, OTC Volume 2. Volume is spelled completely. OTC Volume 2 and The MG Voices on Instagram. I am going to make an Instagram post this weekend. I know it was supposed to be last weekend, but I got sidetracked. But I promise, I give you my word, it will be this weekend. Just look out for it. OTC Volume 2. Look out for it. Now, before we end this night, let's go to our supervillain quotes of the day. And this one is from Reverse Flash in the Flashpoint Paradox movie. How noble. Oh, wait. You didn't stop JFK from getting assassinated or make sure Hitler stayed in art school. You saved your mommy. You missed her. And in a supreme act of selfishness shattered history like a rank amateur, turned the world into a living hell moment away from destruction. And I'm the villain? My reaction to that is, this is one of the main reasons why no matter how badly do I want to travel back in time and fix a lot of the bullshit, I know full well that changing one thing could lead to drastic stuff. But is that a chance I'm willing to take? Probably not. Tune in next time where we will talk about the pilot episode of Stargirl that will be coming on Monday on the DC Universe streaming service. Check it out. Stargirl is a fan favorite of many people. And I'm interested to see how it goes. And we're going to do a quick review about that spoiler free. As of right now, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.